Hey, slip, slide, trying to provide for me. For me. For me. Just like that, we're back with another episode of Illegal Intellect. Yes, man, I just want to say shout out to all my first time listeners on my first episode. I really appreciate all the love and encouragement y'all gave me on my first episode, my first debut, and man, I'm just ready to keep the ball rolling. So, you know, like Trey Song, we're going to dive right in. And I feel like for this episode, you know, for my, my real topic that I want to dive in today is, you know, you know, single motherhood. I feel like we've let men control the narrative on single motherhood for like quite a while. And I feel like this, this bias, even that I put out there myself, and I have to call myself out on my ignorance, you know, even like throughout this episode, I'll expose some of that where, you know, I, I tried to, to see something from the vantage point of women in this situation in particular, and even finding more empathy for these women, because it's a situation that I used to be in myself when I was growing up in my younger years. And I feel like, you know, we live in this era where, you know, it's all about women empowerment and, you know, we, we standing behind women and women is doing good things. But I feel like a lot of times that's just on the internet. Like we're not really doing this in, in real life or, you know, putting this out there, really letting it be known. Like we really stand behind women. And in particular, I feel like when it comes to single mothers, I feel like the, the stigma that's kind of on them needs needs to be erased. We, we need to find a way to to let them let them speak and let their lives speak more for what's going on in reality. And, you know, reality has it that a, a lot of us, if we're being honest with ourselves, I would say we know way more good mothers than we know bad mothers. And it's easy for us to say, like, like, like you know, the, there's so many bad mothers out there because it's all these stories. But once again, I, like I said, I feel like, like men have controlled the narrative, at least, you know, from, from my perspective and thinking, like, it's the horror stories of men that have kind of like changed my my look on like how I view single mothers, or even how I view women. Because I mean, even when we we look at things, you know, from a woman's perspective, it's like what women is our first entryway into this life. Like women bring us here, and we kind of even boil women down to what, even if they're married to just you know, baby makers or, you know, and caregivers and just like just birthing babies. And we kind of have just like put them in this box where like these are the only things that determine their value and depend on how the relationship went about or how their kids are conceived that can either cheapen or heighten their value. But I feel like, you know, women have a lot of value to offer. And the, the first place that I, I kind of started realizing that in, in my adult life was when I got my first job outside of college. You know, I went to Wells Fargo. The branch manager that interviewed me, she was a woman. The supervisor that interviewed me was a woman. My other supervisor was a woman. You know, both my lead tellers at that branch, you know, were women. And one of them happened to be, you know, quote unquote, a single mom. And even my, one of my supervisors was, was a single mom. And, you know, it was just amazing to see, like, how these women conducted themselves and how... They did their job very thoroughly and very well, and to think like they trained me very good and made me one of the most efficient workers I could possibly be. And I'm just thankful for the example that they showed that 
even with the response, extra responsibility that they have outside of life, like the way that they conducted themselves was, you know, a beacon to me to say, like, you know, if I'm ever in a supervisor position or I'm in a management position, you know, this is the type of example that I want to set forth for the employees. Like, I want to be somebody that people like, that people look up to, that people respect, and I appreciate them for that because I remember um, when I was 19 working at Walmart, you know, if I'm not mistaken, you know, a lot of my supervisors or managers were men, and there was just a lot of things going on where I was thinking, I don't even understand one guy in particular how he became the manager because even his style was was just so terrible to the point to where I remember one day, you know, we almost had to throw hands in the Walmart, in the deli section, like straight like that, where I was I was fed up. I had enough with the bad management. Wasn't nobody just going to treat me and talk to me any kind of way. And, yeah, I almost, almost had to knock a 40-year-old out, you know, but praise God I didn't. Um, but back to the topic at hand. Yeah, so I, I found myself, you know, thinking that I wanted to expose my ignorance in hopes that other people would, you know, step forward and expose their ignorance and put themselves on a trajectory to try to do more to reach out and try to do more to help. And I kind of want to start off with, you know, this story in my, my youth, like at three years old. Uh, for those that don't know, you know, I, I grew up with my mom. The first 11 years of my life, just me and my mom, and, you know, I visit my dad, you know, every other weekend, but for the most part, it was for my mom, and I remember, um, at that time, my mom had a job at, like, a, a phone company, and she had another coworker who had a son, and I used to get watched by her boyfriend along with her son while they was at work, and one particular day, I remember us going, you know, for a walk. And we just walk in, and next thing I know, we end up at a Smoke friend house. The guy's name was Smoke. And get to his friend's house, and this house is looking terrible. He's barely got any furniture in it, and it's two little infants, or I'll say toddlers walking around and playing with a toothbrush and some cat food and some cats walking around. And, you know, the mother ends up coming up. I think they kind of got into a fight or a little argument, and she leaves with the kids, and next thing I know, like, me, him, Ezekiel, that's my uh, my mom's co-worker's son, we take a walk to the gun store, and he bought some bullets, and then we end up walking back to his house, and some more of his friends end up coming over, and then, like, out of nowhere, like, he just, like, snapped, and he's like, hey, you, turn around, and... You know, I proceed to turn around, and next thing I know, he puts a gun to the back of my head. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, I'm I'm really finna die. Like, I'm really finna die. You know, I, I done seen a couple rated R movies. Like, this is it. And, you know, it was in that very moment, you know, I, I lost my innocence right there. I, like, right there was once I was thrust into the real world, where... I could no longer be a kid after that moment. I know for a lot of people, people are thinking like for males, you know, loss of innocence comes from like the first time you have your sexual encounter, you know, but that right there changed my life forever. And next thing I know, you know, I, I just start losing it. I start crying uncontrollably. 
And then this even makes Ezekiel start crying. And then other people's yelling in the room like, hey, 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 that's a kid. That's a kid. Stop. Hey, man, stop. Stop. Man, that's a kid. And then he, he kind of takes a look at Ezekiel and sees Ezekiel's tears because he, he knows Ezekiel. Does not know me. Never met this man. Seen this man a day in my life. And he kind of like relaxes and takes the gun from the back of my head. And, you know, he just starts apologizing to me. And immediately we leave after that literally leave <laughs> and then it's crazy because we end up going to the liquor store and then smoke is asking me like like uh get anything i want and i'm just you know three years old thinking yeah i'm finna get these jalapeno doritos them the doritos in the green bag i don't know if y'all remember those but i got the doritos in the green bag thing i'm gonna do something different because you know today was a different day and you know it was even in that moment I knew, like, I could not tell my mom what had happened today because everything clicked. It's like, like, I need to still get washed by smoke so that my mom can go to work. I need to keep this to myself so that our scheduled program can continue to stay the same. Because it was in that moment I realized, like, literally, like, it's just me and my mom. Like nobody's coming to save us. Like nobody's coming to the rescue. Like for the most part, it's like we all we got. And you know, as life continued, I kind of grew up with this like idea of like, like I have to be the one to to set her free. Like I gotta be the one to be successful for us. Like, like I'm the man, even though obviously I'm a boy. Like I gotta be the one to do that. And I just wanted to start with that story to say, like, just I can only imagine what my life would be like, you know, not necessarily like if my mother and my father had stayed together, worked everything out. But, you know, if at the time there was like a plethora of people to turn to in order for me not to have that life changing moment, like a plethora of people, you know, who maybe if somebody didn't have anything better to do. Just thought, like, I called my mom, and she's like, I actually got to go to work, and, I'm you know, I got to drop a kill off to get washed. And somebody's just like, hey, you know what? I, I'll wash them for you. Like, I'll help you out with that. Like, to think, like, where would I be? Obviously, I'm not too upset at that moment because some of that has led to some of the, the, the weird way that I see the world anyway, especially when it comes to life or death. I know people don't like talking about death, but it's like that moment on, I knew, like, death I mean, it can happen at any moment and you not know it. But, you know, with that being said, you know, that didn't happen. And it's, it's caused me to get put in a place to where, like, there are moments that I have where when it comes to single mothers where I'm looking for opportunities where I can be of service to them because I know it's not it's not easy. And as I've gotten older, I have lost a little bit of my empathy because of the horror stories of the way that, that men have depicted single mothers. You know, even to think like, like uh, you know, just being a young black man, the way we, we think about it, it's like, oh, bro, she got a kid. I don't want nothing to do with her. I'm not finna, I don't want to date her. Like, she basically, you know, signed her death sentence on her life. Ain't much she gonna be able to do because, you know, she got a kid now. And I just find it crazy that we think like that when, like I said, if we're looking at single mothers that we actually know, like it, it seems like that's not their reality. Like when we actually look at it, it's like, you know, 
they still went on to reach the goals that they set forth for themselves prior to having a kid. Where it's like, you know, one of my one of my best friends literally is got just got another promotion at her job. Clap it up for her for getting a promotion, y'all. And, you know, she's been a part of some of the biggest, some of the biggest projects in Huntsville, you know, and still going to be working on some projects. So even with the trash pen, and being one of them, like, shout out to her, even another one of my friends, you know, who's, who's a teacher, I heard doing tremendous work. And even another girl I went to high school with, you know, I've seen her a couple of times on, on, on Netflix, you know, doing her thing in the acting world. So it's like, like these women still out here reach, reaching their goals. And we making it seem like like they're damsel in distress, like they just waiting for somebody to come save them. And and it's even weirder to think like, you know, as men, like we'll think like, you know, she looking for a stepfather, she's looking for a father. Where in talking to these these women, you know, they've gone on to say like, like before men just start getting all like gung ho and thinking like they they father material. It's like, like before we even get there, it's like. Cannot can I trust you to even step foot in my house for 30 seconds while my kid is there? Like, are you even that safe? Like, like really, like, what does your character say for yourself before we can even start talking about fatherhood to where it's like, like, they don't have time to waste, where most of their time is like, like, filled with, like, still pursuing their goals and helping the life that they created continue to flourish. And I even feel like with that being said, like, the, the selflessness that that task entails is something that I appreciate at the highest level to where I think like, I wish I thought more about somebody else than I thought about myself. Like I think more about myself than I actually think about, you know, something to that degree to where like, like these women are laying it out on the line for their coworkers, for their children, for their family members and for their friends. It's like they've reached like a higher state. And I even feel like, like we're just not talking about them enough. Like we're not singing their praises enough. Like we just taking like a couple bad apples and we parading around and saying like, this is what it's like. And this is what it's going to be when it's like, that's not it to think like, like these women are for the most part looking for a regular relationship like anybody else. And they, they even have like the harder task of like, making like a, a super sound decision compared to people who can be a little less risky because they, they, they don't have time for risk. And I feel like uh, the three women that I did choose to talk to is like um, two of them have played a major, a major role in my life, especially like before, like they had had kids, but even with them having kids. And I just wanted to share some light on that too, where like, like I said, you know, one of my friends, you know, I've, I've grown up with her, you know, since I was knee high to a grasshopper you know, in church. And I remember like one of the biggest impacts she had on my life where I know I didn't tell her this, but I remember I was in college, man. And, you know, I got a phone call and, you know, some people probably had this phone call before where, you know, somebody was calling me, telling me like, they think they are pregnant. And, you know, even like real talk, I was like, there's no way, like, no no way physically possible like even how i know how this works like none of that took place there's no way not my baby but you know like 
after like a couple days set in, I start to think like, what if, like, what if that is like the case? And like my life just started going so fast. I'm like, man, I'm almost done with school. Like, what are my parents going to think about me? Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I just started panicking for like a little bit. And it was like the first person I think to call literally was my friend. You know, I called her. I go through my whole little spiel. And she like waits for me to get done. She's literally just like, look, just relax. Like, the first thing you need to do is you have to go take a test. You have to go figure out if that is the case before you can start trying to plan your whole life and say what you're going to do. Then she was like, the second thing that's going to happen is your parents are still going to love you. Like, they, they're going to support you. Like, they're going to be there for you. Like, it's the complete opposite of what you think. Like, they're going to show you, like, through their love. Like, they really got your back. And then thirdly, she was just like, if that is the case, like, like you'll, you'll, you'll make the right decisions. You'll do what you'll have to do. You don't have to think that deep, but first find out if you're having a baby first. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, let me just calm down and stuff. And, you know, I ain't going to lie, man. Praise God. No pregnancy, man. Negative pregnancy test. You know, I knew that was the case from all along. I did get scared a little bit. But, you know, that wasn't the case. But, you know, that was that was some of the best advice I could get from even somebody that was, you know, already had a kid. It was like. Like I told y'all, man, social capital, man, people are resources, man. Like, I called somebody that would have insight to a situation like this, and her, even her poise even let me to kind of, like, share with my parents, you know, what was happening, and they kind of said the same thing, like, just relax, just take a test first, and, you know, everything worked itself out, you know, for my life. Obviously, like, me and that girl, you know, just cordial after that. And then my other friend, you know, with, you know, her child and giving me an opportunity to be like an unofficial uncle. I was an uncle due to my brother having kids and my sister is about to, supposed to have a baby in October. So, man, family's just growing. But, um, yeah, my friend gave me the opportunity to be an unofficial uncle. And it's been one of the most beautiful things when I tell y'all, like, you know, just seeing seeing life happen in front of me as, as, I've, as I've seen them grow seeing his like his understanding expand and just knowing that even like the her good parenting to where like even the times where I've stepped in to watch him where it's like you kind of just really like supervise him to a point to where because he knows how to conduct himself he knows how everything should take place like he literally eats at the same time knows when to go to bed like not even speaking full English yet just two and a half just it's marvelous man so but it's like, even with her, like, like just, you know, supporting me so much, like in my move back to Huntsville and just being there for me and being my friend, listening to a lot of my life changes and, you know, taking time out of like her already busy life to just help me with my life. And I'm just so grateful for that. And uh, I just want to, sh you know, share a couple of those stories as I continue to say, like, like these, these women, are are still vital to our community still vital to society and to even think like when we try to put them just down as like just just a mother of a kid where it's like like they're more than that and even the task that they've taken on has been more than that and even as men to think like 
like child childbirth the way that we kind of look at it is like it's more insane than we could ever fathom to think like like most of us man like i said bro like if we're afraid to die like the thought of knowing that we could die man would cause us to cry you know cause us to break down cause us to panic but it seems like even when it comes to these children like women don't panic at least you know to what i've seen to even think like the, the excitement that they have on on bringing these babies forth regard even with some some difficult circumstances ahead of them as far as like everybody trying to make sure life is perfect and this is how they thought it would be like like just still eager to accept the unknown to accept the challenge eager to still you know help like somebody be a great human being you know it's it's something to marvel at and to think like you know praise god you know for this witness praise god you know for for the opportunity to for them to share th this with us share their children with the world like even still sharing themselves with us like it's like the, the greatness still continues on even through being a kid and it's like like life is not over for them like it's only just beginning and i i end up asking these women like you know a few questions because i, I just like i said i i was ignorant to just how i used to view women as i grew up and i just wanted to see more through their eyes so i can get a better better understanding of you know how to conduct myself going forward and how it can be like the best help is you know so i end up asking these women you know like you know what's the best part of being a single mother and like the first thing I got was like, like, wow, I got to think about that. Like no one's really asked me what's the best part. And, you know, crazy enough, all three women that I've talked to shared that the bond with the kid is the best part. Like to know that, like in that moment of me kind of being selfish right there, it's like, man, I get to spend all my time with my kid, with my child. Like, we get to still keep life going. Like, to know that, like, this bond is going to be so strong. Like, my kid knows, like, they can depend on me. And I'm doing everything I can for them. And, you know, even after that, I end up asking, like, what's the hardest part? And, you know, the women just went on to say, like, just managing a lot of things at once. And even somewhat having, like, mom guilt. To thinking, like, you know, everything kind of has to still be centered around that. And just finding a balance between, like, like being themselves individually and still being a parent and you know i don't even know what that that pressure is like because i'm just managing myself so even to my next question where i end up asking like you know like uh like what type of judgment like you know how people place on you for being a single mother and like even to this day like they were saying like people are still like like when are you gonna get married where's your husband like you know all these types of things and it's, it's 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 wild to think like i'm saying like like obviously I th we we probably can say like two people in a household like it's better than one but just to keep putting the pressure of a relationship on somebody it, it just seems like i can see how that would get annoying and even kind of thinking like when women may not be single mothers when i've, I've been at you know my job now Wells Fargo previously was seeing how women, men, just all, even older men always asking, like, men, women, like, like, do you got a man, like, about marriage, but never about, like, you know, more so, what are they trying to do next, like, you know, kind of what, what other dreams do they have, other aspirations, kind of still boil them down and just, like, get being married and settle down, when it's like, there, there's so many things we can be asking to see if they want to accomplish, and it's like, even going into my next question, where I was asking, like, you know, how's, you know, how's your dating life? 
And, you know, a lot of them are saying it's rough for the most part, like I said. But I, I feel like if if we can kind of, like I said, just cha- like just champion behind, like, like these still good women, like these still good people. Even like a lot of men are saying like like they, they want a home. They want a woman with some morals. They want a woman that stands for something. They even want a woman that's like career oriented. It's like, like these women are actually still these things. Like even with the kid, like they're still these things. So to even think it's, just, it's wild enough, even if the excuse is like, like, well, I don't want to take care of somebody else's legacy. But it's like we find ourselves as men like screaming up and down all day long for sports teams or certain players. And it's like, that's somebody else's legacy. That's another man's legacy. Like you riding harder for that legacy than your own. Like people know you more for being a fan of this team than being a fan of yourself. It's just a wild concept to think. And even one, um, one of the mothers even up telling me, you know, it could also be like some, some men who have grown up as, you know, with the single mother, you know, life. They might be a little bit scarred from it, and that's why I try to stay away from it. But I think even the point that I really want to drive home with that is just, like, I don't feel like, you know, the relationship is the only way that we can we can help these women. Like, there's way more than we can do. And even one of the mothers was telling me, like, a lot of people think with single mothers, like, so much is, is financial. Where it's like, sometimes they just want like a regular conversation, like with another adult, like they still want to be seen like as people, like they still want to go out and do regular things. Like even to think like people would be like, because they have kids, like, oh, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Where it's like, you know, some of these things is like, like, why shouldn't they just because they have a kid? Should, should they not still partake in some fun things in their youth? Should they still not? Like we just talked about recently, that mom guilt, like take take some time out for self. And it even brings me to remembering when like uh, a few Christmases ago, two of these mothers, I actually just like blessed like with a Christmas gift because I just wanted them to know like I appreciated what they was doing and I know it's not easy. And I know outside of probably like their family, like a lot of people probably don't, you know, appreciate them as much or show their appreciation. But you know, me growing up how I grew up, I just want to let these women know, like, you know, I'm I'm in your corner. I'm rooting for you. Like, keep posting pictures with your son. Keep keep showing us this bond. Keep being one of the best role models for your son. Cause even what you don't know, it's like you you could be a role model for somebody else that's watching. You could be a role model for me. They actually still are role models for me. To think like like I'm saying, like it's, it's, it's just great to see good people doing good in the world and not letting everybody's perceptions keep them down, not letting their judgments keep them down, just striving to keep doing good no matter what, no matter how people feel about them, what they say about them. It's like they still know at the end of the day, it's like I, I have a task to be done. And I feel like that's that that is something that needs to be highlighted way more, even on social media. Like, I feel like. Mother's Day is that day where we kind of do it, but I'm like, it, it needs to be a regular occurrence. It needs to be more than just like a Sunday in May, where it's like a lot of mothers are mothering their own kids and even other people's kids, because I, I have plenty of people that I consider a mom to me. I have even other people that I consider a grandma to me, where it's like, the fact that mothers are still mothering is why, like, I'm even able to be where I'm at today. To even think I was, I was, you know, texting my auntie 
about my first episode, she was saying I did a good job and how she feels like, you know, a proud mom. And I was just really telling her, like, you know, to a degree, like, I am, like, one of her sons. Because she's played a, been a vital part in my life. Her and my uncle, you know, have been, have been there for me in many ways where, you know, took me on some of my, my first vacations. And it's like, they didn't have to do that, but I'm glad they did. Like, the first time I went to Vegas, it was with them. The first time I went to Disneyland, it was with them. Like, they helped me travel. They was helping me, helped me experience life. Like, just not, not leaving me off, like, by myself, you know? And, you know, I can, I can never repay them for these, for these moments. You know, it's priceless, like I said, man. Like, and I'm, I'm always eager to see them anytime I visit home and, and just, just marvel at, like, you know, that they that they still doing their thing. They still married. I just, I appreciate the example. And uh, I just feel like even in wrapping this up, you know, we, we, need to, we need to find more ways to be empathetic towards people and stop casting people off and writing people off. We need to find more ways to help. And like I said, it doesn't have to be a relationship. Like, you know, one of my friends, her son just had a fundraiser. Like, I, I, I bought a few things from the fundraiser. You know, she was doing a fundraiser so her son could play football. And it's like, you know, that's, I can help with that. That's easy. Like, lift some of that burden off. I end up sharing the fundraisers with some of my other friends that like popcorn, you know, to, to just do our part, to just help another person. Just extend the olive branch and be a resource. Like, you know, I'm, I'm an unofficial uncle, man. I, I look for opportunities when... Whenever my friend needs some help, you know, like if she's going on a date, I'll, I'll watch her son. You know, a lot of times when I go over there, like I'll, I'll mess around and we'll, we'll play around in the whole house the whole time, you know, while she can just have some time sitting off to herself. Because it's like, I know she needs that. She needs that after like a long day of working. And uh, I even want to say like any anybody else that's out there that, like I said, you might be in the conversation or somebody to talk to like. Like, it, like, reach out, reach out. There's, there's a lot of time where I'm just sitting there, I'm just scrolling on Instagram or whatever anyway, and it's like, like, or somebody else you might want to talk to, or, you know, you might need some help with something. I might know somebody that can help you. I just feel like, y'all, y'all send this episode out to any mothers that might be needing some help or, you know, some advice. Uh, I've, I've even given some advice when people ask, you know, some of, some of my friends, you know, ask me some advice, you know, pertaining to men in the whole nine, and I just feel like, like these are some things that we could do to, to to do our part, to do more, to just step outside ourselves the same way these mothers have for their children and for us and return that love to these mothers and let these mothers know like they're part of our, our world to even think like growing up, I remember, you know, women used to have babies in the church and they would kind of disappear. And then, you know, next thing you know, a year goes by, you'll see them with their baby and, you know, to think like the church should be a place, you know, where people want to get help with their burdens or not to just, you know, call their kids a burden. But it's like, it's, it's a serious task to think like, I didn't go to none of the baby showers. We didn't, as a, a congregation or a youth ministry, we didn't, we didn't throw them a baby shower. We didn't let them know, like, like, we still love you. We still care about you. Like, we're there for you and your kid. Like, like, let us in on this. Like, let us experience this journey with you. Let us help you. Like, you don't have to think like it's just you and your family. Or sometimes, maybe for some people, like it's just them. You know? Like, I even feel like as the church, like, man, like, we sometimes even got to, we got to do better with that. 
like to think like if somebody's like I just gotta go like somewhere else and go to another church service and just do this where it's like nah they should still feel comfortable here they should still feel love here and even more importantly out in the world it's like they should still feel love out in the world like we shouldn't be putting these negative stigmas out there all the time and a lot of stuff is case by case basis but it's like we need to let the good lead the way and I'm just, I'm just, like I said, I'm just trying to do my part. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for these mothers, like answering some of my questions and just helping me remove my bias and helping me see with another lens. Like, like I, I can do some more with my time. I can do a little bit, a little bit better. I can, I can step in and, and not even try to let these narratives continue. I can, I can let people know like, man, look, it's just really some good moms out there. There's some good women out here, man. You know, stop, stop trying to just label them, bring them down to like, like what you think. Because most of us ain't been outside, you know, like our states outside of just a vacation. Like we haven't experienced enough or even when we have experienced and we're not championing them publicly or out loud. It's just on Instagram, on Twitter, just behind closed doors. It's like, man, let people know, man. And that's it, man. Thank you all for listening, man. Please share this episode, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to 100 listeners on like at least like one episode just a hundred listeners if y'all that's my first goal if y'all can help me reach it i'll be so happy man and until next time taste stay tuned for another episode of illegal intellect peace